The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And again, we are here with Jill Martinez. And Jill is the Director of Community Relations for Care Partners Living. And for those of you that have been with us for this hour, um, the, the website address, please check out Care Partners, www.carepartnersliving.com. And we again are here with Jill, and we've been talking about springtime and, and how to get out and how to move around and all different things. And then our last segment, we talked a little bit about, you know, what is a lifestyle like in um, their communities? And we talked about memory care. We talked about assisted living. We talked about all different types of things. And so now um, you touched on it a little bit, but Jill, I want to kind of pull the open hood here. People say a lot of times that assisted living is just too expensive, right? But there's different ways of having things being paid for. And certainly um, I would love that it's kind of your job to, to make sure that they find a way to, to make it work, right? So you work with all different types of methods and ways in which your assisted living can be paid for. And so I'm just curious, um, you know, what are the first, I guess, questions that you ask a family on on their financial, on how things happen? Well, at first I kind of, you know, we do have to do a little bit of exploration with their financial situation. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are they bringing in with their, their monthly Social Security, any pensions they might have, mm-hmm. and what, what you know, we do have to kind of open up where you at with your savings, you know, what, what would your, do your parents have saved away, um, and then kind of take it from there. So, our uh, buildings, each building is a little different in the spin down that, that we're going to require to Medicaid. Mm-hmm. We have the largest floating Medicaid license in the whole state of Washington. So what is a spin down? What a spin down means is for care partners, depending on the building, we are going to require a certain amount of months of private pay funds before we would say, okay, the person can now convert to Medicaid. Uh-huh. So, for instance, and this is the part people kind of get confused about, but for instance, at Vineyard Park, Mount Lake Terrace, we prefer three to four years of private pay funds. Mm-hmm. But if a family tells me, no, uh, you know, actually, we only have about six months of private pay funds, and that's all my parents have. Then I'm going to recommend Everett Plaza Assisted Living because we do not have a spin-down requirement to Medicaid at that building. But also legally spin-down can mean other things, right? So it can mean you can prepay your burial expenses. You can... You know, there's all different types of things. If you, if your parent has, I'm just going to throw a number out. Let's just say they throw their, they sell their house and they have assets of, of three hundred thousand dollars for two people, right? Okay, that yeah. seems like a lot of money, but it really isn't. <laughs> when you start looking at cost of care, okay, if if your loved one wants to um, be buried, there's, I would recommend right away that they prepay that. Um, that's really important because cost of funerals can be astronomical and they keep going up every three years. I think the price doubles 
which yeah. is just insane. Um, there's also things that need to happen in a spend down. Like I would definitely recommend that they get a good attorney and draft up a good, you know, um, either will or trust or anything like that, or, you know, last, um, last will and testament, anything like that, um, any sort of estate planning, all of those things are allowed. Okay. And then, um, but then here's the thing that happens in a spend down in a five year look back. Okay. Medicaid, in order for your loved one to qualify for a Medicaid, they're going to do a five year look back on your loved one's finances. So I just had this conversation actually with another attorney yesterday. Um, that means if your senior loved one, let's just say they gifted you $1,000. If it's within five years, you will have to pay that back in order, or they will actually discount your ability or, you know, withhold $1,000 from your Medicaid until that's rectified. So those types of things um you know, in a spend down, just so you understand, anything that you pay towards care partners can go towards that. And the obvious reason when we say spend down is they want you to spend your money so that you, you can get qualified. Does that, did I explain that right, Joe? Yes, yes. And I, I do always, people who are real concerned about, well, are we going to have enough money to meet the spend down? Are we not? I, just as you said, highly encourage them to consult an elder law attorney Yes, because they can really help. You know, I, I don't have that crystal ball to know, you know, if their level of care goes up. You know, the attorney can help forecast, you know, that picture down the road. So I do really encourage people to do that who do have, you know, concerns about that. But, um, yes, I would say you, you described that very well. Well, here's the other, another scenario. I had this attorney say, well, the son is buying the house from the mother for $500 a month. I go, it doesn't work that way. That's like a gift. <laughs> you have to have a bill of sale for the house and you have to actually get financing for the house and pay the mother. So there is no, there's no, um, you know, there's no way you can skirt the system. The point of the matter being is, is that in order to qualify for Medicaid, there is a process and they have full access to all of your finances. And those are some things I think that's really important. So that's, that's an important thing to know. Now we also have what's called aid and attendance benefits. And that is for anyone that has served one day in wartime during the military. And if you did, you qualify for what's called aid and attendance benefits. That's military benefits. And that pays for um, long-term care insurance, providing that you meet the financial requirements and also the, um, uh, that you meet, it's two of seven um, activities of daily living. I think it's two of seven. You believe it's two of seven, yes. Yes. And activities of daily living are like, Bathing, dressing, grooming, um, uh, toileting, um, incontinence care, that type of thing. Uh, medication. Is medications in there? I think it is. I uh, think it is. There's been some discrepancy on that. but I And, and then um, I'm trying to remember what the other one. Oh, meal preparation. Isn't it meal, meals? Um, I think that does fall under as being okay with aid and attendance. Different long-term care insurance policies have their differences on what's considered an ADL, but I think okay. what the attendance meal prep is. 
So you can look it up um, for our listeners. You can look it up on Google of what those are. But if your loved one needs help in any of of two of the seven, and if they served one day during wartime, they will qualify providing that they have to have under a certain dollar amount of assets, correct? Correct. Correct. So I also remind people that some people think, oh, you know, I have to go on Medicaid, you know, it's, I don't want to have to do that. It's not, it, it's, it's not this horrible thing. I mean, no. people are, are afraid of that. And I can guarantee you that at our vineyards, you go in the buildings, they're beautiful buildings. Some people just like knowing that there is that, that cushion, that safety net in the event that they ever need Medicaid. Because like you said, Suzanne, costs of care get very expensive. Memory care is expensive. So it's just nice to, nice to have that as, as a backup plan should you ever need Medicaid. And going back, if you feel like your loved one may need to qualify eventually for Medicaid, um, I strongly encourage you to be careful about commingling funds with your loved one. Um, I made that mistake. (laughs) And what you want to do is make sure that you have some sort of a system um, worked out that whoever's handling the finances, that everything is kept separate. And that if there's ever a transfer of money from your senior loved one to you, um, that you keep that receipt of what it was for. Um, Especially anything that's like, I would say, what, over $250? It'll be a red flag. Yeah, so I had a a family member who moved their mother into Everett Plaza needing a shorter spin down. Well, their mother went in on a motorhome with them. And of course, so she's not going to qualify for Medicaid as soon because of this gifting of this this motorhome situation. So just have to be really careful about your mother, father, grandmother, grandmother giving, you know, donations to the grandkids, like you said, because they really do look at all that. Same thing as, as, as the house. If you're if you're set on not wanting to sell the house, your mom and dad's house and trying to get on Medicaid, Medicaid will then latch onto that house. Correct. So, yeah. so just lots of those little things to consider. And, and like you said, keeping the receipts. But if you're having to pay for your, your mother and father's food for X amount of months, you know, the state will allow a self-payback to a you know, certain. And actually in the state of Washington, they will even allow your mother to pay you so much a month to be a caregiver. Yeah. Um, it, it, and allow it as a spend down. Or, you know, there's certain things you you can do in that way. So there's a lot of ways to do it. That's why it's really important to check in with an elder law attorney. And also, um, by calling Jill, she works with families like this all the time. If you have any questions about, you know, we're looking to make a change, but we're not really sure how to even begin to go about it and what happens, you know, if you can't get the household or all those things. um, Jill's a great resource for you. So, Jill, how do we reach you one more time? So my email is jill at carepartnersliving.com. So carepartners with an S. And my cell phone is 206-850-4511. And I'm always happy to answer questions. Well, and most certainly um, go to the website, carepartnersliving.com. 
and check out all the properties, all the information. And of course, we are so honored every month to have you guys as being a part of our lineup and our program. We love you. And for those of you that um, love Answers for Elders or taking care of a loved one, don't forget, you've probably heard the commercials. We are now on all the major podcast platforms, including this interview today will be uploaded shortly. So you can absolutely get any sort of information if you go on to like Apple or Google or Spotify or any of those uh, major portals. You can find information on Alzheimer's, dementia, assisted living, anything like that that we talk about, um, it'll be there. So have a wonderful week and weekend and we're so glad that you're with us. So, and Jill, thank you again for being on the show. And oh, to everyone out there, um, until next week, be good to each other. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.